passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Freddie Kraft, and you're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by Fireball. <laughs> and Offer Pad. They, okay. Actually, Offer Pad presented the Fireball. <laughs> That's what happened. We're back from Richmond with a lot to talk about. We'll cover Dale Jr. yelling at TJ, Martin Truex Jr. going from a lap one penalty to victory lane, close playoff cut line points heading into Bristol, and much more. Kick it. <laughs> close enough. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I am TJ Majors. It's part of the two-cup car. I had the eight Xfinity for my... you go. Once a year, man. Once a year. <laughs> um, but yeah, full house again. So, up, everybody? Brett Griffin in the house. I was off this past weekend. I am headed to Bristol, though. And ready for a fun and wild weekend up there in the old rolling hills of Tennessee. Yeah, what's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton this weekend. Uh, you know, normal normal race for us in Richmond. Uh, what's up, Casey? Hey, guys. I would also like to nominate Freddie already for one idiot this week for being late. I was three minutes late. I really apologize. Why were you late? I was looking for my phone. I lost my phone for literally... 15 minutes. You were just tweeting 20 minutes ago. You I look could like you're not, half yeah, asleep. I was driving here. <laughs> I am probably half asleep. Uh, I am probably more than half asleep, to be honest with you. It's hot in here today. It's usually cold. It in is here. hot. In I, think here. It, I think Leah found the normal. thermostat. I think it feels normal. I'll tell you what we can cool down with. There's a frozen bottle of Fireball sitting oh, over there. Is that, isn't it? It's fr- a frozen bottle of Fireball. Should Does we that open that sense? up now for you guys? <laughs> yes. our, friend, our friend Kyle Rush with Off Pad dropped by and he dropped the bottle of Fireball in the parking lot. Hey, I'm I like, better be glad that thing's plastic. I witnessed it as well. It happened. That's plastic. First thing Brett says is, he better be glad that thing's plastic. Like, <laughs> I felt like he was mad. Is it plastic? <laughs> oh, it's definitely plastic. It hit asphalt. It's plastic. <laughs> it hit hard. It, hit it hard. did not hit as hard as Bubba Wallace hit the other Jesus. night. Jesus. Hi, Jason. Hey, what's up? Jason. Brett. How was your weekend? It was yeah. good. What did you, you do? Were you off this weekend, or did you stay home, or what? Oh, yeah. Just watch some football. Football's back. Very exciting. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Jason was one of the people on Twitter about how bad the race at Richmond was. Which it was. And I had to have an intervention with him and basically outline all of the things that were making this race amazing, good. And 
the, the, the best the, race the, ever. The purest, the purest out there. People like me that are just angels and purists. Pure. They were loving this race. Yeah, yours, people that have his point of view. Yeah. Jason should never be allowed to give his opinion on races because he has zero idea on what things used to be like, like and what they are now. Richmond, am I, right? am I not wrong? Richmond, he has is no like idea. The worst track. Honestly, though, I think Jason has more knowledge than you realize. Thank you, Casey. I think I thought you were about to say more knowledge than you. Looking at TJ, I was like, "Whoa, this is no, gonna then get fun." You realize this dude was wearing Kyle Busch like pajamas three years ago, and I'd you're going to tell me he has a lot of knowledge. Yes. Have you seen some of his tweets? Have you seen the show sheets? Yeah, exactly. The show sheets. Oh, so you watched the race. Oh, Great. he's complaining. He's also complaining this week on Twitter about, I don't have anything to put in the show sheet. So I had to go on Twitter and, and help him there, too. So, Jason. Um, oh, you want to backtrack your statements here, Case? dig deep this week. <laughs> All well, the excitement from the races. I'd also like to give you a shout out for your TV setup because oh, yeah. that will never happen in our house. So, good job. Did you have multiple TVs, Jason? Three football. Three games. Going at once. I think we had two yesterday that were. I really. I, it's kind of fuzzy. Why was it fuzzy? Because <laughs> Brett came over. <laughs> so was, what was so important that you needed to watch three games at once, Jason? No, just watch them all. Just feels good to watch football again. Well, there's really? a lot more than three games going on. I know, but like what? What's, Red Zone. What do you have going CBS on, there, Jason? Fox. That you need to watch more than one or two at a time. A lot of fantasy football players. He was watching his uh, Survivor pick. Yeah. 49ers almost lose it, but Brett, they Brett had it. your survivor pick go this week. I had the Lions yesterday, plus nine. What an idiot. I won. <laughs> All the Lions that won. I won. But uh, Lions plus nine. They came oh, back. Oh, plus nine. Oh, well, that's not – I'm talking about survivor. I just know he just handed me another $100. So I handed you $100 because I was dumb enough to pick Green Bay. I was like, neutral site. You know, the Saints have a quarterback, hadn't played two years. They're kind of on that Drew Brees hangover. He and, looked good in preseason, though, and, man. And, wow. Well, that preseason don't mean nothing. I mean, typically. TJ, who'd you pick? I picked the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh-huh. Did Alex survive? Alex, you survived yesterday? Who'd you have, Alex? They tried, that's who I had. They tried to give that game away, the Niners. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, – because the, does the system the same way where if you use worse teams to win throughout the year, it pays off better at the end? So, yeah, essentially. But we put stuff in for the end to try not to get it to a tiebreaker, like picking against the spread and stuff. Yeah. But it's still. But it's the same thing. Yeah. The tiebreaker yeah. is. The, so if the you leave good teams for the end and win with worse teams, it pays off yeah. near the end of the season. Or you just lose with teams and keep paying $100 like I'm doing. That's <laughs> for, my strategy. My favorite part of the weeks. end of the year. So the tiebreaker was, you know, you got to use basically the best teams. If you have the best teams left, you win, right? So all these guys with like three weeks to go last year, like, hey, we're going to. I got to figure it out that I got to use a good team. You know, I can't use a good team. So they all used teams, and then they all lost they the all last lost. week, and one guy yeah. won. <laughs> well, I picked the Texans. The Texans were actually pretty good. Or they, they weren't pretty good, but, like, I thought they were going to win. They screwed me. Well, this so is this week on super, NFL Today. This is <laughs> yeah. super interesting, guys. All BS aside, though, man, it was uh, obviously a very – uh, surreal weekend, having 9-11 happen, 20-year anniversary, seeing us as a sport do a lot of patriotic things. We are hands down the most patriotic sport in the world. I mean, I don't think any other fan base loves their country more than more than NASCAR fans loves America. So um, hard, to, hard to watch, hard to swallow, hard to relive a lot of those moments, but also a lot of gratitude for those men and women who were first responders. I watched an episode last night with uh, the FDNY special and and their families, you know, their 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 kids that were eight and nine years old at the time are now firefighters in those same units. And man, it's just uh, it's humbling. Uh, a lot of gratitude though for what those guys and gals do. Some of those documentaries, like, are 
I don't know how to describe it, man. Like you get like they're in depth, man. Like it really makes you think about it and puts you in the in the situation and you had so many waves of people affected. Obviously, you had the first yeah. responders that day affected, but then you had the first responders for weeks to come affected because of the health things that they had to endure and what they were breathing as they were in there doing their jobs. And, I mean, a couple, 3,000 people died because of that. And then, obviously, you had men and women, you know, fighting the war overseas. You had several thousand people die there. So it uh, the ripple effect of, of 20 years ago was, again, um, special weekend. Love, love seeing what our – tracks and our drivers and our sponsors i mean how many sponsors gave up significant inventory on their car even dell jr sponsor who only does that one race a year with him um in order just to honor those men and women so uh hats off to all those th- those uh entities that was really something special to watch pre-race was incredible to watch totally I think, too so hats off to those guys well richmond saturday night race jason loved it yeah, Jason was thrilled. Jason, do you want to give us a rundown while while you're what happened? while Nothing. you're on it? <laughs> what happened? Nothing. <laughs> tell us how you really feel. Jason, tell us what was wrong with Richmond, please. Yes. I can't wait to compare to Darlington. The attrition at Darlington, I thought, was way more intriguing throughout the race. A lot of playoff drama, a lot of storylines. I just like when races have things happen throughout that make for some dramatic moments. Okay, so you don't, you don't think Kurt Busch exiting the race? Yeah, that very was early promising. Was 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 playoff promising. drama? It was promising. Then nothing else happened. I tell you what, man. man what I watched hit. that crash. I don't know if you guys were looking at it, but it literally looked like the same spot and the same hit as Jerry know, didn't they do back in, I don't know, man, 2003 or something. Um, and the rumor was back then that Nadu hit so flush that his seat gave into the window net and that his head essentially made contact with the concrete barrier. And that was what, um, you know, made him be uh, in the mental state he was in from that point on. So when I watched that play out, my heart sunk and I was like, oh, no, this is the same flush hit in the same freaking spot as they do. And the next thing you know, Kurt comes popping out, gives this interview. You can tell all his marbles are intact. And it's just like, praise the Lord. Uh, but man, that was, did you guys see it? Yeah, I watched it. And was it, it loud? I, I didn't really hear that one, but I thought the same exact thing whenever it happened. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I hate when guys spin out and go driver's side because it just, it seems to spin around. And it goes the same way every time. It spins away, it spins around, and it's like driver side first, right? Like square to the wall. And um, the coolest thing, TJ, and I hate to say cool, but there's a camera that was in turn two, and where that camera was at, TJ, when yeah. he hit, you literally saw the wall like do a wave all the way to that so camera. You could so tell it was doing so, its so, job. So you could see all of that energy moving versus versus Kurt Busch's head. Yeah. And body taking the brunt of that, the brunt of that hit, man. But so next year we're in a new car. We're at Richmond. We're gonna have 650 horsepower. We're gonna have a wider tire. How's that thing? How's it gonna race? What do you think? For I mean, Jason's sake, hopefully. Better. I don't know how you know. <laughs> you know, I have no yeah, idea. I don't really know how you know. You know, it's what we're, you know, 100 less horsepower than we had last night, but wider tire, wider tire. And we've seen speed. Like I told you, we saw that, that Bristol test, the, the Daytona test. The cars are seconds slower than they have been in the past. I don't even think it's about if they're and, and about listen. Speed. If, the, if they're at Daytona and they're two seconds slower, and we talked about it, it's hard to see it. If you're at Richmond and you're two seconds slower, you're going to see it. Yeah, the the average it. race fan is going to see that they're noticeably slower. I don't necessarily think it's all about the speed. It's just about how 
stuck that thing is to the racetrack. Like you watch an Xfinity race, so I'm I'm sure we'll cover more of the Xfinity race in a little bit, but before the race, you know, I know those cars are more of a handful to drive. And so I'm texting with my Xfinity driver, you know. Ricky. Um before the race, I'm like, look, low out of four, do not chase it to the wall with don't do not chase right rear to the wall like a rookie. You know, like and <laughs> what do you say back to that? He's no like, he's like 10 four. <laughs> good info, good info. And I'm like, all right, you know, just look, don't overdrive it. And I swear to gosh, every time in the middle of three and four, we are in the throttle, a car length early, and we are driving it out to the wall. And I'm like, so I told him once, I'm like, hey, you know, just easier on the throttle out of four, nice and low and straight, drive out to the start finish line when, you know, as you get there. And <laughs> Taylor comes on, he's like, yeah, the, the data confirms what you're telling him. Like they can see it on SMT and stuff. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm telling him once. Yeah, you I'm can't not keep telling, telling him again. Yeah, you can't I'm keep not telling him guy. again. Nah, but, that's how you get a butt chewing. Yeah, well, which I think you got anyway. It was yeah. Gonna, don't worry, we'll cover it. It that wouldn't have mattered. I could have said, you know, cautions out. What? Hit a hit a screen at something at some point, but we'll get to that. Well, before we get started, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Denny and Harrison, welcome to the OfferPad family. Thanks. Yeah, we're excited. You guys ready? You know we're ready. You know at OfferPad, we're fast too. All online, cash offer in 24 hours. But we also like to make sure that each home selling experience feels special, easy, and different. You guys look awesome! OfferPad really is different. Yeah, awesome different. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. OfferPad is real estate the way it should be. Easy. That's right, Brad. It has never been easier to sell your home than with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Need to sell your home quickly? Then you need OfferPad's Express Cash Offer. It's best for those who want to sell on your own schedule with more convenience, certainty, and control. There's plenty of perks, too. You'll get a strong cash offer, sell without listing, no showings, pick your own closing day, a free local move, and a three-day extended stay. It's an awesome, different way to sell your home. Get started on OfferPad.com today. When asked what you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Our presenting sponsor was nice enough to drop off this. Uh, well, poor shot. Don't just keep sitting on the bottle over there. It ain't like an Easter they egg. Put the, they put the bottle on the wrong side of the table. If you sit on it long enough, it'll get hot. Yeah, I'm going to send this over to the professionals here. <laughs> I might go ahead and tell you, it is nice and cold. Good. I don't like hot fireballs. It's good because it's hot in here. Yeah. Well, it, it is, is hot super in here. hot in here. Can I you don't, please turn the air down? I think it feels normal. You guys all complained about how cold it was. Now we're getting screwed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's normal. Jason, you want a shot? No, Are thank you. Are you really hot? Jason, don't, yeah. be, don't be a wuss. I forgot You're to long point out with my race analysis. I was drunk, too, so that Casey, could have been influenced. Also, now the truth's coming yeah, out of wait a minute. Richmond Yeah, Jason. And now. you're going to take that out of the show, too, right? No, I'll leave it. <laughs> at three White Claws before the cup race. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what's funny is like yesterday, Freddie made uh, some, some barbecue on his brand-new Pit Boss Grill, and, oh. and we had some – You put it together? Yeah. We had some slaw, and we had some barbecue sauce. And it was an amazing sandwich, and I tweeted a picture of it, and all these people start making fun of my Michelob Ultra that I'm drinking. <laughs> they don't realize that we've had Fireball and Don Julio and Patron and everything else to go with it. <laughs> Half these clowns friends. that are tweeting to me would be puking before halftime if they try to hang out with us, but whatever. Cheers. Ew. Ew. Oh, 
vomit. Good old days. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, do you want to have like Last two time. more to make spot on spot off even more? Last enjoyable? time I drank that stuff, I ended up on stage at Dale Jr.'s birthday party <laughs> downtown. Ooh. You haven't drank it from that long? I don't think I've had Fireball since then. And it's probably, it's probably a, a good, good idea. thing. TJ, go for it. No, I'm good. I had four Fireball shots, three or four. That, and it's Regan Smith's fault completely. <laughs> 100% Regan Smith's fault. Oh, uh, all right. Spot on, spot off. First topic, TJ. Oh, ironic. <laughs> Get ready for it. Dale Jr. says, I don't know what a good lap time is, so what the f- kind of information is that? <laughs> to TJ during the Xfinity Series race at You're just bragging Richmond. about the information you were giving at pre-race. Maybe you should have uh, done it during the race, TJ. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's what happens when you try. Um, spot off. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what, Richmond, it doesn't really matter what everyone else is running at that point in time. You're just trying to take care of your stuff. And when you get singled out and you're not really near anybody, you just start, like every driver that I've worked with since then likes lap times to kind of judge race against themselves and the track a little bit. We get singled out, and I give him his lap time because I was going to like, okay, he's going to just be consistent with this right here. You know, this is something to kind of aim for. No. I mean, it was – Immediately when I let off the button, it was, uh, yeah, didn't want that. Then five laps later, he's like, well, you can tell me if it's a good lap or not. Okay. Yeah. So I said, that was a good lap because it actually was an, a good lap. And he slows down half a tenth the next lap, and I'm like, that was an okay lap. And then he fell off like two tenths the next lap, and I, I didn't even say anything. I told Taylor on two. I'm like, you can tell him that lap if you want. He's like, he's like nope, I'm not telling him. not telling him at all. You should have told him it was terrible. I almost did. You should have told him not to speed on pit road. Well, then there's that, too. <laughs> it's funny because we did our pit road run and everything and whatever. Everything was good. And then, then we speed on pit road. And then all of a sudden, oh, these lights are all over the place in here. <laughs> but now they're all over the place. <laughs> this was vintage <laughs> vintage Dale Jr. And it was, he, was in, he was the same position we were in. He was prime position. He had tires. We were going to run only, top five, probably. Yeah, there's only five or six guys, I think, that had stickers to put on. Yeah. And we were one of them. Dale was one of them. Yeah, you both went to the and back. And we both went to the back. <laughs> Dale yeah, sped up at road, and we had uncontrolled tire. It happens some of the time, all the time. That's one of his quotes from back <laughs> in the day. Okay. Yeah. Whatever Brett, that means. Brett, what do you think? I, I was spot on. You know, obviously it's great to see TJ and Dell Jr. get to work together again. I know that uh, TJ probably doesn't realize it at the moment, but one of these days, man, you're going to have your last race together. So take it all in. I miss Elliot every single week at the racetrack and, and miss working with him, you know, on the radio. What a great guy. And, and so I'm, I'm just spot on for the fact that – Yeah, but Elliot doesn't cuss. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. I'm just spot on for the fact that Dell Jr. came back and gave you grief within the first – 100 laps or whatever it was. Even before the race, it sounds like. No, he was actually really uh, receptive to stuff before the race, like a couple little notes here and there. and Put that helmet on. What What was the deal with um, Josh, Josh Williams? Williams? Yeah, I saw a bunch so, of, I didn't. I didn't see any of it during the race, but I saw a bunch of tweets wait, after the race. He is, ra- he is racing the heck out of us, which, I mean, whatever, fine. I mean, we run him down. No one's really near us, and he's <laughs> racing us super hard. Well, he, Dell Jr. gets into him one time out of two. I think I poured you more than I poured myself. <laughs> then he hits him a second time, and he jacks him up pretty good. And <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, go tell him I'm sorry. I don't know where the corners of this car are yet. So <laughs> go tell Reed Sorensen that, you know, hey. And I think Josh Williams was a little mad at the time, but um, he was actually out on pit road waiting for Dell Jr. to finish his interviews. <sighs> Jason, will you bring me so. a water? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he uh, got into him a couple times. And then – we got Josh Williams is a good little racer. I think he's got potential. Yeah. You know, um, 
Uh, obviously, you're you're only going to go as fast as your car will go. But he but does I, a good job. I think of he does a good job of most getting most out of it. Did you spot for him when he I was winning those Arca races? Like well, the, we the plate races. We won that one. They took it from us and they oh, gave really? it to Brennan Poole. Remember that race? I don't remember. We I were remember leading him being up front a lot. Of we those were leading. Races. Yeah, I used to spot for Josh in the Arca car. But um, the best part was people probably didn't see it. Is we're in the back there, obviously sped. We're coming off four. We're outside the forty-seven. I mean, we're four wide on top of like four wide. And at this point, I know he's having fun too, but he's driving around everybody. Well, Kyle Weatherman comes up, like we're not even out there off of four, and just puts him in the wall. Like fences us pretty hard. <laughs> Yellow comes out. He hits Kyle Weatherman off a of turn two, square in the. Back. I saw that <laughs> like hard. And uh, after the race, I guess um, guess Kyle came up to him and was like, "Hey, I got to fix that." He said, "Well, don't put me in the wall." <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here and go fix your stuff. <laughs> How about the uh, while we're on the Weatherman topic? He was in the forty-seven, right? Yeah, he was. Who was in the seventy-four that tried to pit from, you know, I don't know, Washington? Uh, I don't know who was driving the seventy-four car, but did you see him? He, or, oh, yeah, he pit it. from the fifth lane. Yeah, he and had a problem off out. of two, and you could tell he was trying to get a hole. At that point, you just. Honestly, you just stay high until the yellow we, comes and out. We or, saw this last week with I think it was Tommy Joe. Where he broke down the backstretch and just listen, if you're broke, yeah, yeah. hold your lane. Like, do not start moving when the pack's coming because who was it? I think it was Riley that wiped him out. Oh, Riley. Because like, Tom, uh, Tommy yeah. Joe started moving down and guys were scattering around him. But I mean, if you're broke like that, just until you have a hole, yeah. stay up or stay down, wherever it's at. Like, you know, just get off the I mean, get if, out I, of the way. if I ever run a race. And I get a flat tire or something's wrong. I'm gonna run about five mile an hour in the far outside yeah, groove right until, the wall. until they throw the yellow, and then I'm gonna speed up a little bit. Yeah. CJ McLaughlin was in '74. That makes sense. That car had a problem before the green too, didn't it? That it was, was it was stopped. one of them was blown. I think that was Weatherman. One of them stopped in the middle of the backstretch before we went green. Well, I think Weatherman had to go to the garage before the race ever started. Yeah. It was smoking. Got to fix that too. Spot on, spot off. Martin Truex Jr. says, what am I supposed to do? Slam on the brakes and crash the field behind me? It's ridiculous. After being penalized for beating poles to their Denny Hamlin to the line at the start of Saturday (laughs) night's race. What you're supposed to do (laughs) is not beat the leader to the line. Like, I think the locking the brakes up is a little dramatic. You know if you've got to run on the guy. The old... We, our restart rules have lightened up a little bit. The only time you can't beat them to the line is the initial start. So if you know that if you got to run, you obviously see he's right next to you. You know he needs to beat you to the line. If he if you've got to run and you've got the momentum, you got to give it back a little bit. You know you don't got to stop. You just got to make sure he beats you to the line. He's he been didn't. Brett's been involved. There's been Brett was involved at Indy a situation I was like involved this. Involved at Dover as well. Yeah, Dover as well. Um, yep. At at Dover. Uh, with Elliot Sadler, Ty Dillon was behind us, and Elliot saw what was going down. I was telling him what was going down, but Ty Dillon was locked on our bumper, and he pushed us by the leader, and we got black flagged. And literally, there was nothing else, nothing more we could do. Um, I love Martin Truex. I love Drew Herring. I think this provided – I'm spot on for this because it provided great drama to start the race. That Jason, Jason clearly needed. Jason, you clearly <laughs> missed – the drama, the race winner, he got was, black flagged on the first <laughs> lap, and you think this race is boring? Congratulations. So He was cracking a white the, claw. The, the spotter's job coming to the green is to tell his driver, coming to the green, you cannot beat the 11 to the line. It's his job. 
every single just like time. Stay in line, just like just start, like line. just like on the following restart, your job if you're on the front row is to say coming to the green, he has to beat you to the throttle. You can beat him to start finish. Now, if the spotter did that, that makes it even more of a Martin Truex problem. And then it becomes an awareness thing, like Freddie said, and it becomes a spotter-driver communication thing. You are phenomenal, Martin Truex. You are a future Hall of Famer. You look like a rookie. I'm sorry. I mean, Am I wrong, Fred? The, Tell me I'm wrong, Freddie. The, the penalty really seemed to ruin his day. It uh, killed clearly. him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he got. I think he got back up in the top ten for stage points in the first stage. But I mean, like you said, there was, was no just, pass in Jason. <laughs> Jason's going to zero pass in this show. Oh man, uh, what an idiot! I don't, you know, like I said, I don't. What an idiot! Um, I've got know. a stat. There's Go ahead. What's our stat? No multi car accident in the last twelve hundred oh laps at Richmond, God. according to Jeff Glock. Okay, well, that's not really but like, like a short track. You well, that's, that's not true be... because the last race there, I don't remember. I don't know. I can't think about Saturday night, but I remember the last race there. Uh, somebody wiped out Newman. Was it Cindric? Like Cindric on a pit stop came out of the pits yeah. and got on a splitter, like in the middle of a pit yeah, cycle, three. and and drove it. Like so, that's a multi car. I mean, maybe only Newman might have been the only one to wreck, but that's still a multi car accident. That's a fl- that's a flawed stat, Jason. I'm already <laughs> slurring. This is going to be a bad show. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> TJ. Your blood alcohol content is, is high. Yeah, you got to. TJ, spot on, spot off. <laughs> I mean, spot off, man. You got to know. All the restart, all the starts of the initial race, you watch. The second place guy gets destroyed every time because he knows if he passes that guy and it's not worth that, it's not worth having to pass the entire field again. So that's the advantage that the pole setter gets. So, yeah, I mean, when I saw him take off, I was like, does he know something I don't? Like, but this is, um, I don't know, like spot off. You just gotta know, like, can't gotta do know. it. Yeah, that's the only time you can't do it. Is that one re- that one start, the initial start? Yes, the rest of them you can. The rest of like every, I don't, I honestly, we were we were twenty, we started twenty seventh, so I didn't see how much he beat him to the line by or anything. That was quite but, a bit. Was it? I mean, oh, but I'm yeah. just saying, like any other restart, would it have been a penalty? He beat him to the line by three quarters of a car length. Yeah, he was clear before one. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Yeah, he was clear yeah. before one. And I was one. like, well, they're going to black flag this guy. I don't think they would have black flagged him normally. I was upset at one thing in the race, and Uh-oh. I hate to call these guys out, but I'm going to call Here them out. Here we go. Here Schedule we go. our meeting. The, no, this is actually TV. Oh. This isn't, oh. isn't going to upset oh. Jay Fabian today. Um, He'll the, be fine. Although, before the race, when they sent Kyle Larson to the back and he drove to fourth in the first stage, I was like, well, that's why we got in trouble last time. I'm not going to tweet anything about it. Don't oh, wait. It. I can't it. help it. TJ, I think Kyle Larson figured his package out. He just drove him last fourth. Anyway, <laughs> pretty easy to TV, do. Kurt Busch is the leader. He has no letters on his left rear tire coming to the green. TV doesn't mention it. And then he ends up blowing the left rear tire, obviously wrecking. Major drama, Jason. This guy's a playoff one, guy. He wrecked. One piece of drama. But TV didn't touch on it until after the caution and after they went back and looked at it and people pointed it out. Like, um, I still want to know why his left rear tire after a pit stop had right. zero letters on it and nobody ever said anything. I, I thought that I saw – I could be wrong. I was a little hungover this morning. But I was going back and trying to find some stuff out. <clears throat> I thought I saw a tweet from Bob that had a quote from a call that they found a hole in the tire like he ran something over. Yeah, but the whole – there's no letters yeah, in the I left know, rear I from the word too, go. Because I went back and tried to see – I'm like, somebody got into him. Yeah, they I didn't thought, I couldn't, touched him. I, I couldn't – yeah. And I, well, first Not of all, on I thought, the video I saw. I thought Blaney hit him. Then I, know, then I realized Blaney didn't do it. And then I went back and looked more, and I'm like, 
I went all the way back to when they were rolling to the green. It was like that before they went yes, green. Yes, sir. And, and and I'm upset TV didn't call that out because somebody somewhere should have said, oh, look, y'all, this is because I'm watching on TV. I, I almost tweeted it, but I was like, nah. I Dale needs to give us better info. He's got it. Dale's got I'm it. I'm surprised whoever started third didn't realize <laughs> What kind of info it. is that, Dale? Like, you got to call him out, TJ. <laughs> I mean, they have just a few things going on, Brett. No, so not. you can yeah, go like cover watching the race a leader isn't one of them. Who was behind him on the restart? Most of the time, those drivers they see that stuff and they'll yeah, go hey, tell there's, you. There's some, you know. They normally say, like, "Hey, go tell, or... go tell the one his left rear's going down." Yeah, because they want him to pull down and get the lead. Well, that that too, but like <laughs> he goes into that corner, spins out in front of you. He gone. You know, I don't know. Spot on, spot off. Eric Almirola's team says Hendrick cars. Hendrick. 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 I said Hendrick. Hendrick. I think she said it right. We're, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, this side of the table is going to be off today. Just let I me mean, know. I mean, clearly. <laughs> it wasn't clear, so but it was. Hot it could have went either way. I am sweating. I don't know if it's the, the fireball, <laughs> if it's the heat in here, the you lights. You are drinking fireball, I am so I think sweating that to might death. be I don't Thursday. think the thermostat has changed. It's a light. Right. I'm telling you right now, it's hot. I'm you guys my, are making it very I'm difficult taking my, taking my, my job right. today. I'm taking my clothes off right now. <laughs> please, please hey. do not do that. To turn the thermostat up. Bye. We will not be able to if show any videos we both take our shirts off, today. we got to switch sides of the table. If I had shaved my chest this morning, I would do it, but I didn't. I like we, John Travolta. We, are, we would not be allowed to show any videos on this. Stay Why don't you and Freddie take both alive. your shirts off and uh, hug, see no, if you stick together. It's like a Velcro. Velcro. <laughs> See if you and Freddie can Velcro each other. Please this show don't. is going well. No. Spot on, spot off. Eric Almirola's team says <laughs> Hendrick Carr's got a 10th on the field again. So weird I just during get the race. Brent and Freddie topless right here okay. out of my mind. Well, I can easily until you guys keep bringing it up. <laughs> Brett, spot on, spot off. Spot off. They misspelled Joe Gibbs Racing. <laughs> I'm not real sure who said this on the radio. I'm not real sure what race they were watching, but the Joe Gibbs Racing cars, their statistics at, at Richmond International Raceway are unfreaking believable. They dominate. They win. What have they won? Like eight of the last twelve races or something. There, you know, Martin Truex obviously has been really good there. Kyle Busch gave the race away by himself. I wonder if he mf's himself as much as he mf's his team when he doesn't like what the team does. Uh, but no, Joe Gibbs Racing there is phenomenal. You know, obviously. Larson had some speed early. Never saw William Byron all night. What a big fail for him and him and uh, Alex Bowman. They had an opportunity to really capitalize on guys' mistakes like Kurt Busch, and they flat out didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like we said. Gibbs cars were obviously the class of the field. I felt like all night. Um, I the thing that I come back to, and this is obviously off of this topic, but it brings something else up. Was I felt like Chase was really the only one out of that camp that could – I mean, Larson was pretty good, but Chase was up there contending for the lead in that second stage before the green flag pit stops, and then they have another pit road mistake. This is two weeks in a row now for Chase. Last week, I don't know what happened. They were they that We got caught in that one caution like in the middle of a pit cycle, so half the field was kind of taking a wave or, or back into the lead lap, and Chase just drove by pit road when they were telling him to pit. Now, I don't know if he didn't hear him, if two people were talking, what it was, but – he drives by pit road. After, this is after he missed the pit road trying to make a green flag stop at Darlington. Um, but he misses pit road. So now what that does, he's a lead lap car. He's running seventh or eighth. But instead of being able to line up seventh or eighth, when you pit at a cycle, you have to pit. You have to restart wherever you blend in with the other cars. So now he restarted in the mid twenties and got wrecked. You know, and it was, it was probably our fault. But but you know, we kind of squeezed the two of them guys in a wall. But you know now, but you put yourself. But you, but, yeah. <laughs> But you put yourself back there in the twenties, and that's the stuff that can happen Jason, to you. Stop paying attention. Jason's not even listening. Um, you know, but you know, that's if you put yourself back in the pack and pit road. So then, 
this race, he's contending for the lead and slid into his box. I think he thought he slid through it. I don't think, I don't, I'm not 100% sure he slid all the way through, but he backed up and now he had a close pit stop. And he went from racing for the lead to getting lapped in that, in that one little 30 lap span there. So, I mean, you got to, I mean, if you're going to contend for a championship again, you, you've got to clean up those mistakes for sure. Sweet. Just made some money. <laughs> TJ? Something went straight up. That's when you sell, TJ, right? I, you're, I literally you're just sold. You're supposed to be the one that helps me keep this show <laughs> TJ, on track. Sorry, man. You're sober. TJ, when something so, spikes, you can make Jason's not paying attention. TJ's selling stock. When you can make three, four hundred bucks. Freddie like and I are right drinking there. Fireball. TJ, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm leaving. I, uh, I, I need I'm to go home. home. Spot on. Spot uh, off. Uh, I mean, spot off because they didn't win the race. I mean, if you say this, they got to win. But they weren't. I mean, who? I'm saying the Hendrick cars. They didn't like. They weren't got, a factor. Really. All right, let, let's let's. They stop. were good. Let's, they were second. Let's they were stop second. Here. Let's stop yeah. here for a second because I'm going to put Jason's back on the. Here we go. Back on the burner. Okay, Jason go sent out a tweet after the Xfinity Series race. How cool is it that the nine and eleven oh, yeah. on nine eleven finished first and second, and then fast forward. We were in stage one, and guess what? The nine was leading. The 11 was running second. Stage two, I think. Nine, 11. Once again, Jason, yep. did you come up with that on your own, or did you steal that from somebody? Uh, you want to know the real answer? My no, we want the fake one. My friend Evan had said it during the race, and he's like, I want, no one will see if I tweet it. You should tweet it. So I tweeted it. I did not see it myself. I think that was the best tweet you've ever sent. It's a damn Thank shame you. it wasn't your idea. What did you say again, I Jason? What did he say? That, that his friend Devin. It was nine of the eleven Devin finished idea. one two in the Xfinity race mm-hmm. on nine eleven. Yeah, that's not. That's awesome. I like, thought that was incredible. I, I have that too. in my notes. To it it kind of gave me chills. Somebody question. said that yeah. on the spotter stand right after the Xfinity race, and I was like, "Oh, that's because wow. Jason tweeted it." Yeah. So Jason yeah. actually should have went viral, but it wasn't his idea to go viral. And then Jeff Gluck brought it up again in the in mm-hmm. the Cup race, you know. And I was like, "Man, how cra-? because Austin Dillon won the race that year, you know, on whatever yeah. anniversary to three. Like it's just it's weird how the number games work sometimes. But no, I thought that was really cool. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. Jacob's Racing teams are now the championship favorites after two victories at the 750 horsepower tracks to begin the playoffs. TJ, since you're clearly always paying attention, spot on, spot off. Man, they're tough right now. I think uh, they've shown a lot of speed here in the last you know few weeks and it's probably not going to slow down anytime soon yeah you know it's i'm spot on i hope that's the case um obviously being part of the team toyota there um but it's not it's 
They're not the favorites. No, I, I like whoever so thinks Gibbs, they're the favorites. If Jason made this up, he does. He doesn't watch the race. It's a debatable topic to debate. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, look at the next one. Joe Gibbs. Yeah, I saw the next one. Um, but Joe Gibbs Racing has always, always been very good. Three places: Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol. Those short tracks, which is obviously lends itself to the seven fifty package. But you know, I never really seen that translate. Like Phoenix, its own animal. Like. You know, it's it's. I've never seen that dom that short track dominance translate over to Phoenix as far as them guys running well. The thing I wanted to talk about was like, no matter who goes to short, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, like they become a short track ace. You know what I mean? Like we saw, like Denny was always the short track guy. You know, I remember him dominating. Yeah, guess what he's done, Freddie? He's but, made a lot of but guys then better. He made Kyle Busch better. Then Martin Truex goes over there. Martin Truex wins every damn Richmond, every Martinsville race when he gets there. Guess why? Well, they named the track after him. He's supposed to win there. <laughs> Denny Hamlin. Yeah, I mean, Denny Hamlin made them guys better. Now, I have to set my ball, so mm-hmm. I have to, you know, I got my But Denny let's Hamlin talk about the real thing. But, Jason said that they're the favorites. Guess where you got to qualify for the final round? You got to go to Texas. You got to go to Kansas. Then you got to go to a short track, Martinsville. If you're not good on mile and a half, you're not going to make the final four. Yeah, which I mean, obviously they're they're good pretty much everywhere. But the 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 Hendrick cars have been the class of the field on the five fifty mile and a half package. So it'll be interesting to see. But you never know what's going to happen, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, and we talk about this all year long. The guys that are dominating in the middle of the summer aren't always the one. You know, they they're whole, everybody's kind of holding something back for the playoffs. And, and we went to Homestead in eighteen, and we weren't supposed to be a factor. Yeah, no. so. No, you weren't even a part of the storyline. It line. was the big three. You were big three. I mean, were not a part time, of the Or earlier last year, we were talking about how Hendrick is not doing anything, and now look at them. So. I think I think that something else that you think about, like I feel like the last two or three years, you get towards the end of the year, and you're like, "This is Denny Hamlin's year." You know, like oh, he's coming into the playoffs with all this momentum. You know, how's he? And he kind of faded throughout the playoffs, where he hasn't won a championship. Obviously, I felt like this year he yeah. almost kind of limped into the playoffs. And you know, gave up this regular season championship to Dan uh, to Kyle. I, I, I wouldn't say limped. But he was pretty strong. I mean, he was well, I'm just saying, but I'm saying he wasn't nowhere near compared to last year. Yeah, I've got a tweet. We're pulling up tweets today. Brett <laughs> tweeted during the race: Richmond isn't Phoenix, but it could be foreshadowing for who will be fast there. So, do you not agree with that anymore? I do. I do. Freddie said he didn't agree with it. I do agree with it. Uh, I think that it, it tells you a lot. You know, I, I also think that it just right now, man. You, you hate to say this because obviously. Um, TJ has a seat at the table with Ford and Penske, but man, it sure seems like the Hendrick JGR show in terms of who's going to be able to win this championship. Yeah, they're going to be tough. I can tell you one thing: when we get to Phoenix, whoever the top four in points are, they will be the four fastest cars. Believe it or not, I feel like that's the way. It's, it's, that is that is the <laughs> truth. Have yeah. we? Have, I can't remember. You, you guys are telling. I will me. say, drivers, even, even Ryan Newman that year. But, oh, that one year. <laughs> but people didn't race them, guys. I will say, in the championship race, you get raced. The least amount of any race all year if you're well, in the Well, they chi- say in the, the driver's meeting to be since, cautious. Since we went to this, has the champion not won the race? That's He's won the race every year. Every, every year. year, right? Every yeah. year. <clears throat> I think even in uh, maybe two years in the Xfinity Series where it didn't. I mean, you have to win. When you get, yeah. to, the, when you get to the championship race, you got to go in there and you got to swing for the fence. Second place isn't going to do it. This Thor Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of newest, officially licensed die-casts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. 
For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's Martin Truex Jr.'s winning race diecast. Items in your cart are automatically discounted. You can upgrade your orders to expedited shipping at no additional cost. You are guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices, and your in-stock orders are shipped the next business day. You are doing business with an independently owned company that has met the test of time for more than 20 years. You can also enter to win this month's $200 gift card. Why would you not shop at RacingUSA.com? Whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com. America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Spot on, spot off. The current bottom four playoff drivers will not change, and those teams will be eliminated after Bristol. Which four are below the line, Casey? Bowman, Reddick, Byron, and McDowell. Spot on, spot off. Freddie. I think uh, spot off. I don't think it'll stay the bottom four. I think the 34, 24 are probably long shots. Uh, you know, 34 just probably 20. doesn't have the speed. 34 screwed. So we talked about this before. Each of you guys, I want you to tell me who you think will be eliminated. So 34-24 is probably my bet. Um, but, I mean, we're going to Bristol. It happens at Bristol. Shoot, man. Like, and it's stuff that's three, not of your you making. Might, yes. You know, I'm like from you're looking at the standings from Ryan Blaney back to Kurt Busch. If anybody in that group wrecks from 5th to 12th, they're going to be out, you know, especially if it's early in the race and they don't have stage points. And this is stuff that happens that's not of your making. I remember that one year, remember Blaney. Blaney's teched out leading the race mm-hmm. and two guys just wreck in front of him and they slide up in front of him and he's out of the race, you know, knocks, you know, knocks the nose off his stuff. Um, Kurt's really good at Bristol. I think he'll be able to defend that 12 spot or move up. Um, and then I think, I think somebody in the top, that 5 through 12 range is going to wreck or get caught up in a wreck or have an issue, and they're going to fall out and open the door for a, a Byron or a Reddick to get in there. Uh, Reddick's probably got some work to do. I mean, not Byron, uh, Bowman and Reddick. Uh, Reddick's got some work to do. Bowman's right there. But I think if, if like I said, I think somebody's going to have an issue in that 5 to 12 range and fall out. Brett, spot on, spot on. I, I, I disagree with Freddie. You know, Ryan Blaney could not even start this race and probably still make it because there's too many people between him and 13th for him to lose all those spots. I mean, we watched Kurt Busch fall out of the race on lap, what felt like lap one. It wasn't. But he literally finished dead last, and yet he's still in the playoffs because not enough people are able to make up that much ground. William Byron will have to have two very successful stages in order to be able to make it on to the next round. Michael McDowell, sorry, uh, that, that race where you had problems puts you pretty much out. Here's the thing, though, man. You look at ninth, Brad Keselowski, who I said was in trouble of not making the final, the next round of the playoffs. He is really good at Bristol. Kyle Busch, he should have won the race last week. He gave it away with a speeding penalty. Really good at Bristol. Eric Amarola, good short track racer. Kurt Busch, really good at Bristol. Like that is that should be the storyline to me going to the weekend is how good are these guys at Bristol? What I what I'm more worried about is a guy like Christopher Bell, who is 17 up. Um, he's had some some really good races, and when he has a bad race, they're really, really bad. So if you see some of these guys, look, Alex Bowman just needs a couple really good stages, and then he's in, as can be said the same for Tyler Reddick. So I think that pretty much the bottom four, as they're stated right now today, I I think they stay the same. I see an Eric Amarola or a Christopher Bell falling out. Interesting. TJ, spot on, spot off. Uh, I mean, I hate to spot off it. Someone's got to go. I mean, it's a cutoff. You don't want to 
you hate to see it, but I do think William and Michael are in trouble. William, if William has a couple really good stages, but he doesn't have the best starting spot, he's going to have to make up some ground. He's going to be a rocket. He's going to get up there near the top five for the first stage and probably top five second stage to get himself into this thing and then, you know, finish it off. But Blaney with with 28 points over the cutoff and then, I mean, Bowman, that's that's to Bowman and Reddick's five more than 18. He's got a – that's a big enough buffer, I mean. We, we did not see two Hendrick cars being eliminated in the first round. No. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that. But, I mean, that's just how it goes, man. You never know. <laughs> do these guys race like pansies this no, weekend, this Saturday? Do you think, think? Do you so. think we see, you know, these guys that are top 12, 13, do you think we see them race super careful because they know they can't? Uh, I'm telling just, you right now, I think they eight, go eighth, and run. In points, eighth in points to 14th in points cannot afford a problem. They're done. I think you just go and run your normal race. You drive a lake normally because if you go – if one of these guys goes in there and just bulldozing everybody out of the way, you got to, this isn't the last race of the season. You know, you've got more coming. And look, you just go in there and run the best race you can. Doesn't mean you change and, you know, you want to be aggressive, but you got to be, I want to say, cautiously aggressive at the same time. But, you know, you got. One of these teams will overthink this weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean. Between the crew chief, the engineers, and the driver, one of these teams between eighth and and 14th in points will overthink this weekend. i tell you who it won't be. It won't be Tyler Reddick. He's going to put his driver's suit on. He's going to zip it nice and tight, and he's going to go after it. Now, if you, if you are Hendrick, where you have two cars in potentially not making it to the next round, do you have team orders to ask your drivers who are pretty much locked in to help? You can't really help at Bristol. Like, that's the only thing. You, you know, you can give them a break on a restart, meaning you can let them up or let them down, depending on what the lanes are doing. Um, Even that's hard. You can let them up 12 laps into a run if you see that the bottom lane's getting freight trained. Um, but it's this is a really difficult place to help a teammate in general. You know what I mean? Because things are happening so fast. It's still a 15-second lap time. Yeah. Um, you're three seconds away from all hell breaking loose. You, you're in turn one, and you hear wrecking on the back stretch. <laughs> Guess what? You're in. You're there in two and a half seconds. Um, if you watch the race this weekend, it typically seems the first car that has a problem and has to gather himself up, the fifth, sixth car in line are the ones that get turned around. And the, the bad thing about Bristol is it's banked. So when you get turned around, you're going to hit the outside wall, and then you're going to shoot to the bottom, and either somebody's going to hit you or you're going to hit the inside wall. This is not a place where you can wreck and typically not hit something. Yeah. Very few people do that. This is what makes Bristol an ideal cutoff race because there's nowhere to hide. We talk about, we talk about these guys, can they play it safe? I mean, you could try to play it safe, but – Usually, when you do that, you probably find yourself in more trouble. Absolutely. Like you know, you th- th- there's just nowhere to hide here. There's th- and a lot of it, like we talked about, is not of your doing. Like, like Brett said, th- you know, somebody stacks up, you know, gets loose in front of you, stacks up three cars ahead of you. Now you got a chain reaction deal, and you just knock the nose off your car, and it has nothing to do with you except for the fact that you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, great, you know, great decision by NASCAR to make this a, a cutoff race, and and we'll see, you know, how it plays out. I'm guessing Jason is spot on times a million for this next Brett one. Brett said, come up with creative topics. So I came <gasps> up with a creative this topic. This is creative. Spot on, spot off. Richmond should only have one cup race a year. Jason? Spot on. <laughs> Jason, she just took a spot at you. She, she a shot at you. She spot. basically said that wasn't creative. I mean, no. This was just telling how he actually feels. Yeah. Speaking of shots, Freddie is now grabbing the fireball. Casey, this is spot on. There's only two tracks 
on the entire circuit that deserve two <laughs> races a year. So look at his hand. The first track that deserves two races a year is Daytona. The second track is Charlotte. Outside of that, we should not go to any racetrack. As much as I love Darlington, South Carolina, as much as I want to go five times a year, every racetrack should only be once a year. Spot on. Give us Iowa. Give us Hickory. Give us whatever, TJ. What do you St. think? Louis. Oh, St. Louis is coming no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I like Richmond a lot. Um, I like Richmond, but I'm also, I do like, like I'd love to go to Gateway as well. I think it'd we're be, going. We're going. I think it'd be phenomenal to go there and that schedule. Has even Iowa out? has a schedule come out yet? No. no. What's the date? No one knows. What well, are we in September now? We yeah. are. In yeah. se- well, football's it's, playing. Of course, oh, we're in September. Oh, are we? Are we in the playoffs? We are in the playoffs. I wonder what we're waiting on on the schedule. <laughs> this we're, week. We here's what we're hearing about the schedule. There is potentially only one off weekend from the time the schedule starts until the championship race. Um, we're going to California three times, you know, which which I think is a good thing, but a lot of people disagree. Um, just put the put the put the schedule out. It can't. What are they wait? What could they possibly be waiting on? I you, mean, you tell us. There's probably a lot of factors they have to consider. Well, COVID for one of them, because I mean, California. We didn't even go last year because of California's it. open. They play football. Well, you don't know how bad things can get in the future. They're probably planning ahead. And there's probably a lot of other factors such as... Then you change it. We'll put it out. Not wanting to get oh. overshadowed by the playoffs, things like that. <laughs> just just trying to, you know, play devil's advocate here. So, I mean... No. I, I'm, listen, if we're starting to take races away, let's start with Pocono. That's a good, that's a good one to take away. Um, go to Richmond. Go to Richmond. I like Richmond. I think, listen... If you didn't think that was a good race Saturday night, Jason, then I, you were drunk. You know, yeah, you must have been. You must have been drinking too many white claws. Are you other idiots on Twitter? There's a lot of stuff, and maybe you just. I understand what you're looking for, maybe in a race, but this this race had a lot of stuff going on. You had different strategies, guys kind of short pitting, trying to jump positions, and then guys going long and trying to get a tire advantage at the end of a run. Um, listen, we're not. Brett tweeted this, I think. I didn't read the tweet, but I know he had to be genius. Uh, you know, we're not going to have a barn burner every week. You know, we're not going to have, you know, guys running the wall, running into the wall on purpose, coming to the checker flag every week. I mean, you, you watch baseball games, you watch football games, there's blowouts. You know, every once in a while there's a blowout. But I can tell you what's not going to happen. Packers, fireballs going to make a blowout later. What's, what's not going to happen in a baseball game is you can't hit a 10 run home run. <laughs> Casey just spit her drink out. <laughs> you know, Casey did a shot. What? You, you know, n- no matter how bad the baseball game is, you're not going to hit a ten run home run. You're not going to score a thirty point touchdown. There's no such thing. But at any point in our race, the entire the reason why you watch a race is because at any point the entire script can get flipped, and it takes one caution during the middle of a pit cycle. It takes a pe- a penalty for the guy leading the race. You know, a, a caution with five to go the other night, and that's probably the greatest race in the history of Richmond. You know, like that's the big the difference about our sport versus other sports. You know, at any moment in our races, the entire race can get changed and, and turned on its head. So, I mean, I understand sometimes they're not the most exciting races to watch, but you know, I don't know what you can't have it every week. You know, well, I was going to be part of the best Richmond race ever one time. Then Cabos said nope. Yeah. He wrecked you. He wrecked you. Clint Boyer won. I know. Is that why you don't like Kyle Busch, TJ? No, I didn't say I didn't like Kyle Busch. What? People were tweeting this week that you don't like Kyle Busch. Why? 
Because he said you don't like Kyle Busch. He doesn't like Denny Hamlin. He doesn't like Denny Hamlin. (laughs) Just because I don't think he's he's 40. Denny Hamlin uh, texted me about you. (laughs) (laughs) What did he say? He's 40 years old. Why are we talking about the Hall of Fame right now? Because he's already in. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Apparently, I guess Denny. You know, Denny, Denny texts me. Uh, Reddit put out what you said about Denny Hamlin is not a Hall of Fame guy, and Denny took a screenshot of it and he texted it to me, and he said, "Yeah, and it's going to take Larson a long time to figure this package out." <laughs> Freddie could figure this package out in that car, even after that fireball he just had. What the hell are you I, trying to say? I showed Freddie the screenshot. Am I lying? No, nope, you no, are not. I lying. He's got my number if he wants. You know. Jeez, exciting drama. We're gonna have him come here. He hey, should be a guest on the show next. Listen, if he didn't sign checks for y'all sometimes, then I will. I don't know what you're talking about. I think he's great. This guy's amazing. Amazing. I got to tell you this story. So yesterday, me and Bodie are going to baseball field. We're going to watch our buddy Ryland play, and I put on a T-shirt. Well, I would hope Good so. Start. <laughs> Good start. No, but this, this is kind of funny. So, Thank you for so, that. So Nike, were you considering not? Nike puts out all these hype shoes now, right? And these kids go crazy over them. And my buddy Jake, man, he can get his hands on them. Anyway, um, I've actually got on a pair of hype shoes today. But anyway, Buddy comes up to me and he goes, Dad, how'd you get Michael Jordan to sign your T-shirt? <laughs> and I said, Bodie, Freddie and I were <laughs> oh, in the middle no. of nowhere in Texas. It rained for a solid week. I ran out of clothes. I went to the Nike outlet and had to literally – remember that, those pair of oh, underwear yeah. I bought that were way too little? Um, <laughs> like I, you, know, you, you go up to these underwear bin and it's like extra Why would large. he remember that? Did you hear this? <laughs> Why would he remember that? Did the under, he the show under, him? Oh, yeah, he showed me. But the underwear bin Not says on. extra large. Oh, my God. Yeah, I came out with them on. I was purple. <laughs> my, top, my belly button to the top of my head was purple. All right. I look like Barney. I, oh. I literally – like go into this underwear bin and I'm like, man, I need three pair of underwear. <sighs> we get back and I shit y'all not one pair is an extra small. Like they wouldn't have fit Casey. <laughs> he sends me a picture. He's like, son of a look at this pair of underwear I just bought. I was like, oh, so I get to work. the ball game and I had two different kids coming up to me asking me the same thing. How'd you get him to sign your shirt? And I'm like, these poor kids. We're our our his, we're, our future is doomed. <laughs> Oh my god. I gosh. would just like to say I actually want a pair I still of, got the underwear. I'm going to bring his, them and give them to Casey. Please don't. Please oh my god. They're don't. they're unused. Please no, <laughs> no, no. I don't I don't care. I don't want to see them. Just please don't. <laughs> I I I'm sure I you, you will look better them. in the picture than he did. Denny's, <laughs> Denny's kids have the nicest pair of Nike's I mean, ever. I need a pair. Like, yeah. I want one so bad. So, Denny, if you're going to tweet Brett, old shop text there. Brett. I know. You got weird-looking shoes already. You got the Mother yeah, Goose. Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> mother Goose? What is it called? Mother Goose. Well, I want some Nikes, so what's a Golden Goose. Golden, Golden Goose. Is that yes. really a shoe? I want, I, want something, I want something like that. But I want the high-top versions. I'm not worried about rolling ankles these days. <laughs> I am. All right, sorry we got off track. Yeah, Jason, seriously. I apologize. Uh, spot on, spot off. The NASCAR industry's use of social media to gauge fan opinions. Hamlin's crew chief, Chris Chris Gabehart, tweets, Convenient metrics aren't always good ones. Spot on, spot off. Brett, since you know all about this. I started this tweet. Um, mm-hmm. I actually sent out that we need to stop listening to these d- on Twitter that find something. Jason, you I may have actually been Jason, top of I mean, mind. were you talking about Jason? <laughs> you might have I been top of mind. I live free in Brett Griffin's <laughs> head. No, listen to me. These people tweet, we want more short tracks. We want more short tracks. We want to run a short track. And these people are nonstop about the fact that we're at a short mm. track. They don't even know what they want. So um, I think that, that Chris Gapart is on to something. 
Chris is a good dude. Uh, I'd love to actually have him on the show because he's a lot smarter than all of us in this room put together. Um, but but no, I mean the thing is we you know as 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 Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram and MySpace and all these other things allow more and more people start listening to them. These people don't even have jobs, so they damn sure don't know what companies need to be doing with their futures. Yeah, you can't take feedback on the internet when obviously I mean. Obviously, I have seen my fair share of hate working with Bubba the last five. It's you know, so whatever. biased. It's ridiculous. Hunter, and like, every one of them is a dog profile picture or a cartoon profile picture. Nobody ever wants to put egg, their name to it. You a know, blue egg. Yeah. <laughs> agree. Um, and and people are only just they're just antagonists. They're just trying to you know trolls, whatever you want to call them. They're just trying to take the other side to to get a reaction out of you or whoever you know. And like if you're factoring that into your how you're running your business and any business, you know, that's, that's insane. In my opinion, you know, I don't know how you do it. Um, you know, no matter what it is, like you talked about, you know, short, like the modified tour is a perfect example. We've been talking forever. The whole modified tour has been, you know, the guys on the, the wheel of modified tour up North, like how great would it be to, to run new Smyrna the first race of the season during speed weeks? You know, that would be awesome. Cause the, the modifieds yeah. run there all week. Well, guess what they announced this week. We're going to run our first race of the season is going to be, you know, the week before the 500, at New Smyrna. Well, damn, now the team's got to travel all the way down to Florida and go down. Like, you son have been asking for this for 10 years. They get it. Now you're complaining about it. Like, I, you know, it, no matter what, you're never going to make everybody happy, on, especially on social media. It's just you cannot. <laughs> that thing, we should be on our fourth jar by now. Um, no one pays up the swear jar. So, you know, I, it's, it, it's social media is what it is. It's, it's a, it's really a toxic kind of cesspool of a place, but it could also be good for, you know, used for good too. So it's just hard. You got to weed through the, we, we talked about it on here a year, a year and a half ago that these people, these stupid people would tweet stupid things to people like Steve, to Steve O'Donnell and Steve O'Donnell would start arguing with these fans. Look, Freddie and myself, we can afford to argue with fans because we're just we're just trying to live the good life down here. We can't have NASCAR <laughs> executives arguing with fans on Twitter. And Steve O'Donnell, I don't know if he listened to it or Mike Ford listened to it or whoever listened to it, but somebody he quit arguing with fans on Twitter. Thank you. Like we don't need to look like these it's people. Not worth are sh- your time. No. He also no. deleted his Twitter account recently or deactivated. Deactivated. Yeah. yeah. That was a trend. That a lot of people are deactivating Twitter that week. Honestly, is like. Uh, Chris Gabart's right. Like you, like it's so biased on what you know whether it's a good race. And Jeff Gluck's polls really showed me a lot of this. Matt, whoever won the race made it a good race. If yeah. the popular guy won, it was good. They didn't, you know, work like with Joey. Joey could. If Joey won, I voted no. Well, there you go. <laughs> of course, you know what I mean, though. Like well, he I'm could. And, and, people. Jeff, and Jeff said that. Jeff said he was going to stop doing the poll because it it's was so biased. it was biased to was the seven fifty package. package. Yeah. You know, no matter what package it was, it would go but one way or the other. I think it goes to the driver as well, too. Oh, 100%. I mean, people don't like people didn't like when Joey won. I thought, and I'm probably I thought Joey did a great job of the dirt race and did did what he had to do, not made it, didn't make any mistakes. And you know, I don't know if that was a really liked race or not, but. If that would have been not if Joey won. Well, that's, if it would have been someone else, if you know, popular driver Chase wins Chase. that race, we you should run it. seven dirt tracks that year. You know, so that's a horrible idea. Well, but I that's get what just, you're and that's why, like, honestly, that's probably why I'm not on Twitter very much, is because there's so much negativity, just because of you know, just bias on what they want. They don't think about things the logical way, really. They're just kind of biased one way, and that's it. So I heard, you know, speaking of. You know, crazy stuff on the internet i heard a crazy rumor from a, a 
reliable source, Brett, uh, from a reliable source that said potentially the gateway race is going to be a dirt race. I mean, I, I can't believe that to be true, but I hope not. I mean, that'd be the dumbest thing we've ever done. Yeah, I, I, that would be a shock to me. Yeah. Holy cow. I think on the other side of it, though, you have to think of. I mean, the positives are there are such loyal fans who are going to tweet their opinions because they care, and they might not be right, but it's better than having nothing to talk about. And I think NASCAR has also done a great I job I love of, loyal fans with, yeah. with high IQs. I think NASCAR has also done a great job <laughs> of trying to incorporate the fans, such as, like, the fan vote that they do. And That's awesome. I mean, I think that there's yeah. a – like, if you look at what it used to be a few years ago, completely different. We if Sponsors. When you're trying to sell sponsors, NASCAR has the most loyal – Brand loyal fans. You can't let the tail sports. wag the dog. No. I think that there is a right way of doing it. Just saying. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Think you've heard all the stories from racing's past? Think again. Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast, glorious, white-knuckled, God-fearing, spun-out, and half-turned-over racing stories, immortalizes the greatest people and moments in motorsports. This podcast is a nostalgic throwback experience in a modern-day vehicle that celebrates racing's glory years. Join me, Rick Houston, each week as I uncover stories that you'll need to hear to believe. You can find glorious racing stories on DirtyMoMedia.com and all major podcast platforms. All right, time for Reaction Theater. Hey, TJ. Green, 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 green. I feel like we need to talk about this topic because it's St. Patrick's Day. What are they talking about? If everybody wants to give TJ a hard time, his first job as a spotter was at Dover for Matt Kenseth. Matt's spotter had an illness or a family issue and had to go home, and right in the last minute, they're looking for somebody. And I don't know how we did it, but I convinced them to let TJ do the spotting. And so maybe possibly TJ had spotted for me at some of the road courses as our second or third spotter uh, at Indy or something like that. And so he'd had some experience, but I, and so Matt Kenseth's going to be, you know, get spotting from TJ in the Xfinity race. And so TJ is on the radio. They're coming around turn four, getting ready to start the race. And so TJ's like, all right, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And when the flagman waves the green, TJ's like, green, 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 green. And he kept saying the word green <laughs> until Matt exited turn two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Green, 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 green,
I'll oh, never let him forget it. That was the last said. time he spotted from yeah. that too. <laughs> Be, he's does he didn't even tell the story right. Like he's he screwed the story up because all as it was Robbie did or Dale Jr. did? Dale Jr. did. He screwed the story up because and it wasn't green. We were we we came, we're coming out of turn four. And I'm interviewing for Matt Kenseth in this race for Kalinoff because Kalinoff was leaving. So they remember when you weren't there yet. I wasn't there yet. So they're swapping some, doing some young spotters, and I'm spotting for Matt this race. And we're coming out of four, and pace cars in, and you know where the pace car kind of pulls in at Dover. It's a little, it's a little earlier like it than is. normal. So we come out four, and right when we get to the restart go- zone, I'm like, all right, ready. Ready, and I said ready about six, seven times because they waited till late to go. It was I said ready about seven times, not green. So, if you're going to tell the story, you got to get it right first. And we ended up Damn wrecking. It, Dale. Yeah, I mean, but Dale, it, bad info again. It's not going to matter though because his reach, they're going to believe that part of it. But if there was recording from you're, that then you're you losing can, that battle every time. Yeah, I'm, so it's not even worth fighting. But um, it wasn't green, and we also wrecked like three laps later. Uh, so. The, the funny part about that is I would have been in trouble because the way I do it is so I, that I don't actually come off the button. I'll just drag out my ready. So it's like ready. Green, That's green. basically what I did. And then, but it's, if that was good, but sometimes you're like ready. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, I was like that, but I was like, all right, ready, ready, <laughs> like waiting for it to go. And they like went really late. And uh, so it was a ready part, not the green part. So, yeah. You'll so when that. I when I do it to start the race, I do it differently in the race. But at the initial, I'm sure start, you've had instances where they went late and you're the, like, the, uh, the, ready? the initial start of the race, I go off the flagman. You know how he pumps. You go it? off the flagman, touching yeah. the. But you know how? But you know how he pumps it? Like he's like, ready, yeah. ready. Yeah. Every time he puts his hand forward, I say ready, and then when he throws it, I say green. But now that they got the restart zones and all the other rules that we need, Jason, to one make of them races this weekend came out like super for early. you young people. Is I just count down to the zone and I say green when they go. You, yeah, you can cheat now. The start, you know, because we got all these. Uh, what do you call them? Like grand marshals that fl- throw the flag. Yeah. So the flagger has to tell him when to throw the flag. So the way he does it is, if you, if you watch, yeah. he taps the guy in the yeah. back. So once you see the guy tap the guy in the back, you're like, green, 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 green. That's what happened. That's to what happened to True. That's what happened to Martin. Oh my goodness. So yeah, who this guy is? Whatever. I'm not allowed to say your name or whatever, right? You Robbie, say, I mean, you can say Robbie. That's yeah, funny. Robbie. The, the the guy that told the story had the story wrong, but I'm not going to win that battle. So, yeah. Hey guys, I want to give a quick shout out to ISC for the past two race weekends. I spent ninety six dollars for my tickets to Darlington and got two great races. Spent hundred twenty bucks for Richmond and got two even more great races. And so I go get my tickets for Bristol this week and I look at the Xfinity tickets and they're seventy five damn dollars. That's mm. more than I paid last time I went there before the pandemic. And on top of that, where I usually park. They're charging the park there now. This must be how they're going to pay for all that damn dirt. What the hell, SMI? And, Freddie, I want you to look at the bright side. Even though Bubba hit the wall, he was still faster than damn Rick Warecars Saturday night. Y'all take care. Keep doing a good job. Unfortunately. I that. bet you $100 that guy's from Tennessee because the way he said night. Nah. They, they, mm. they say their eyes more differently than any other state. Night. Yeah. Tight. I'm glad he went. I hate to say it, but I hate to say it, but he's wrong, damn Garrett. Run us down to pass us the other night in Rick Garrett Smithley to was destroyed. Um, Dude, how about Tommy Joe in that senior race? Dan Mir winning the stage. Oh, well, if he didn't run in the back of a lap car, he might have won the stage. Oh, yeah, David oh. Starr threw the old block on him. Um, 
Got him. While we're on this SMI topic, though, I did see. I'm now sure he knows what it's like. I'm <laughs> sure it's directly related to this show. That's that, exactly what I tweeted in the middle of the <laughs> oh, freaking you did? thing. A lap car blocked a typical lap car and screwed him. Now you know what it's like when you're that guy. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. SMI reversed their cooler uh, stance this that. week. So I think it's because you're I don't, about the, I don't know about <laughs> the, the ticket prices, but at least you can bring your cooler back in. Yeah. I'd rather have expensive tickets and bring my own beer than have cheap tickets and buy $12 beers. And 100%. there's a redneck somewhere out there listening to this show that agrees there's with me. There's a thousand rednecks I mean, listening to this show. There's a million rednecks. There's, yeah. Million. We've been having millions for years, Freddie. Millions. millions. We have millions. Now we probably got like 1.5 now that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Richmond is by far the most boring short track Jason's we go shoot. to. It doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter where anyone finishes. It is endless green flag runs. No bumps. No bumps and runs. Nothing. I don't know if it's Arrow. I don't know if it's the track. I don't know if it's Goodyear with their tires. These races are boring as... I could hear Jason in the background of that one. No. Say this. Say this. I'd like to vote that uh, we quit calling Richmond a short track. Um, yeah, it races like a stupid, slow, super speedway. It's terrible to watch. I mean, the most exciting thing was, oh, he pitted five laps later than the other people. So in about 40 laps, he may pass a car. I mean, not a bad race, but completely boring I, I don't know what to do here. Something's got to change. Richmond's been boring for years. I'm tired of it. That that is the that's the good part of the race is the different strategies. I don't understand how people. Don't, I I get it. I guess you want to see cars on fire or something. But and like, upside down, upside down. Was it upside down? Flipped over, spun out, turned over. Racing stories. Hey, you got it. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, it's we're not going to have that every week. I'm sorry. Here comes Martin Truex Jr. out of turn four to win at Richmond and advance to round two. Wow, what a fantastic race. One of the best races I've seen in a long time. Front to finish, packed with action. Nine cars on the lead lap. Uh, oh, wait. No, that race f***ing sucked. Go f*** yourself, Brett Griffin, with this great race bullshit. <laughs> Richmond has been one of the most overrated tracks on the entire schedule. For about 15 years now. Which caller number is this guy? Uh, look, this is Bend Over, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Ben, I'm going to bend your ass over. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Come run that trap. I think this is all of Jason's friends that were at his uh, that house. Was, that was that Andrew. The other one was Evan. Of the 10 people that called in. They got married to Eileen. Jason literally made reaction theater to prove me wrong. That's what he went after. <laughs> he did. I He's can't help it if that's himself. all the people that called in. Yeah. Brett, I saw your tweet today about how we need to stop letting fans make stupid that are stupid make decisions in our sport Bro. and how they say, oh, we need more short track racing, but yet that was boring. I mean, last night was pretty dang pretty good. I mean, I, I liked it. It's a typical short track race. It's what you would see when you go on floor racing or Speed 51 and you watch short track racing around America. That's what you're going to get. Um, a lot of good battles between the 9 and 11. Yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty good typical race, and yet we also have fans that complain about it, and then that's why we also have – Eight road courses on our schedule as of today. Brett, I totally agree. We need more short tracks. Last night's race was pretty dang good. Welcome to team. You know what you're talking about. 
This is the same thing. Like I, I get so I played baseball my whole life, and whole life. Well, my whole yeah, first half of my life. I, I ain't say. seen you run or catch in years. I was playing out there. I don't know. Last year we were running around, but uh, cornhole don't count. So. Like everybody has said, they say baseball is boring, and I'm like, it is boring if you don't know what you're like looking at, like how that you know where pitchers working the counts or batters working the counts. Like if you don't know what you're watching, you don't understand how you know how exciting it is, what's going on in the game or something like that. But same thing with our races. Like there's a lot of interesting stuff going on during that race, just because it maybe didn't play out where cars were flipping over. I'm, I apologize. All right. Well, to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. And if you don't want to do that, just tweet Jason a middle finger. And that's all you week. need. Mm. Yeah, and we started. will let's show start, the best one. Let's start, a, let's start a trend. Let's just everybody flip Jason off on Twitter this we week. We can't even get FF to take I mean, yeah, I, just, I still see one now. I, I see some every now and just, then. We need and if you but look, know, T- TJ Sucks is now fading. That's going on. I, we I we didn't have one TJ Sucks right yeah. now. I was walking in the tunnel on Saturday between the two races, and I hear, Freddie. I said, yeah, TJ Sucks. I said, of course he does. <laughs> I was at the Dario Mooresville and had two guys come up to me and said they love the show, and they said TJ Sucks. I think that instead of flipping Jason off, everybody should just flip Brett off. I'll tell you what, That's just flip happen. off. People love me. Flip, here's, your, here's your Twitter land. Here's your goal for the week. Just flip off whoever you like the least on this show. Done. Sorry, TJ. <laughs> just tweet Freddie FF. We'll do a poll. Yeah. Gonna, this is a poll. We're going to see who gets the most middle fingers. I hate over to the say next. this, and she's going to get mad about oh, it. Oh, no, Jesus. Stop. But Casey's going to get the most middle fingers. Uh, Why? No, she's you come not. at me, and my fans are f-ing loyal. <laughs> My oh fans. My I hope you like. I don't know if you like one this, finger or two, but you're probably. Well, I'm sorry, two, but two is the peace sign. One is the flip sign. You, I think you're going to get one finger more than two. You only, Alex. Not, what do you think? Who gets the, who, the problem? Is that nobody will be able to flip you off because you blocked all the people that you don't like. Alex is afraid to comment right now. He's afraid HR if, is involved. If, here's the deal: it's two fingers for peace, one finger you, for up your ass, and there you go. No, they can't flip here's you off because you blocked everybody. You I got can, so many tweets the other night. She's because so mad right now. Listen to her voice. I oh. got I got people tweeting me yesterday because I made the mistake of Good. retweeting you, Casey, and everybody's like, Casey. I can't read what Brett says. Casey, so. just, just I can't help. You, I can't help if, their Okay, here's you the deal. If so Brett, dumb. if you, if you, if Brett has blocked you, you can. Fred, if tweet, you pull me another shot, I'm gonna punch you. You the can tweet Casey and tag Brett in it. So that why don't you guys? I will you share with the Brett. bottle now. Oh. TJ, you finish you're it. Disgusting. <laughs> oh my gosh! Time well, for once the... you finish it. Offer pad question of the week. If you had your own home without a wife or kids, what would be the biggest difference from your current home? I'm not going to respond to this one. TJ. Stripper pole. I didn't Why hear not? the question. I was distracted. TJ. Freddie would 100% have a stripper pole in his apartment. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear the question. Now I don't know what does the hell's he, going does on. Does he have one already? I mean, not downstairs. <laughs> They've got a swing downstairs. Upstairs is a stripper pole. A swing? Sorry, Megan. The, 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 the question is, if you had your own home without a wife or kids, what would be the biggest difference from your current home to After your this show, we're going to probably find homes? out. I mean, probably child locks on the cabinets. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's the biggest difference. of if, if I didn't have a wife or kids, the biggest difference is Brett would probably be living with me because he probably wouldn't have wife or kids <laughs> either, and it would be a disaster. What are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> I would have two homes. That would be my biggest difference. I would have a home here in the in the, in the greater Charlotte area because I truly love living here. Like it is, 
a phenomenal place to live, but I would also either have a home at Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. All right, I would have a ski home, but I can't afford either one of those because I have kids. I was going to say, you would have, you honestly, would you rather have a house at the beach or a house on a mountain somewhere? Because I think, I think you'd go skiing more than you'd go to the beach. I love snow skiing. I, um, I hate it. Yeah, but that's, that's like the only thing you like about snow, though, is the snow skiing. I know, I love snow. I love everything about snow. Hmm. TJ, child locks? Um, that, and it would probably just be neat all the time. So mine would be the I'm, exact opposite. I'm mine a neat, would be a disaster. I'm a neat freak, and it's amazing. It takes me an hour to clean up what can be done in, like, five minutes. So, like, if you came over, it'd take me all damn night to get my house back normal. Dude. <laughs> Casey, we love you. I'm just gonna say I'm I'm fine with all the tweets I get from Chuck E. Cheese and from <laughs> South Dakota. We're gonna be recording an episode of Chuck E. Cheese for Casey here pretty soon. I'm down for it. Their pizza's solid. Be on stage. Yeah, well, it's not on the ground. <laughs> Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Time to get into our Xfinity XFi more than fast moments. You need more than just speed to compete in NASCAR. Where did we see teams be, need to be more than fast this week? Brett. Man, my more than fast moment is actually going to go to a guy that I saw running down the sidewalk this morning on my drive over here. His name's Ty Dillon, and he was running super fast on his run. And he had his little, you know, Apple phone on his farm and everything. I think he's got big news coming. I think he's got a cup deal on the horizon. I think that's going to be the more than fast moment for me. Because I've never seen Ty Dillon run that fast. Yeah, what? We're, yeah, what cup team? You're not allowed to drink anymore yeah, on this show. <laughs> Freddie. I swear, I see him and Jamie McMurray running like all the that time. That doesn't even make sense what you just said. Why Freddie? don't you join them? It's my yeah. moment. You want to pick was my moment Brett for Brett taking the long way around to announce Ty Dillon's cup deal for next year. Yeah. But um, what team? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. That's yeah. Oh, you can. Hasn't uh, been my, announced. My, I know my, team. I'm just not telling you. Yeah. Um, Who drives there currently? Gee, I don't know. Nobody. Uh, <laughs> nobody. I mean, who drives if you their, pay, if who you drives their equipment now? Nobody. If you pay attention to some of the stuff we say, you'll figure it out. They have. Honestly, nobody. Basically, nobody tell their Brett other driver did. is going to RCR. Yeah. For an yeah. Xfinity deal. Okay. Is he, is he, is he, I think. Is he next champ? Ish. What are we talking about? Right. Well, now I'm lost. Uh, more than fast, Freddie. More than fast is Brett's not your thought out. process right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, my more than fast moment was uh, actually Noah Gregson in the Xfinity race. I was surprised that the the cold tires that them guys put on were that they could win the race over the guys that put the stickers on there. So uh, my more than fast moment went to Noah Gregson. TJ, two weeks in a row for him. My more than fast moments gonna go to uh, Kyle Busch. I received more than fast on the road. <laughs> well played, well played. He I told is. you you didn't like Kyle Bush. I don't. I don't. Uh, Allegedly. I don't. He I said don't. I don't. Cut it there. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop there for us because I'll talk myself into it. Here on Door Bumber Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? TJ, it's Xfinity X5. 
With the speed for all your devices, you also get reliable performance that you can depend on to keep your crew connected. With Xfinity XFi, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity XFi, more than fast moments. And Casey, please do not forget to vote. Yes. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What a idiot! All right, time for this week's Wooden Idiot. And I would like to nominate Brett... Well, for multiple things he said on the show this week. Or Kyle Rush for bringing the fireball. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, Kyle Rush is our idiot for the on. week. I'm texting him right now. As a matter I of literally thing. can't get through this show. <laughs> uh, Brett, who do you really have? My what an idiot is going to be something that you guys aren't going to want to hear about. But so, so mask in schools, right? I was anti-mask when COVID started because kids weren't getting it, and, and it was obvious. But the way our school policy has been written – is if two people are both wearing a mask and one tests positive, the people around them don't have to quarantine. So they've changed that in the sense of everybody could wear a mask or not wear a mask. Now masks are mandatory. So when I tweeted last night that I appreciate the policy that our school system has put in place, it didn't have anything to do with whether or not your kid wears a mask. It solely is around the fact of the policy of the mask. And some of you people can't read. So all you people that tweeted back at me with your political BS. They're probably Idiot. They were. They were they were tweeting to him. Now they're not. Get yeah, TJ, I got a long one, so you can. Uh some good ones. My uh what an idiot is going to be Kyle Bush. Josh. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh Mike Sweeney driver. <laughs> <laughs> just because I can for the week. Dale and, Jr.? Yeah, he's just an idiot this week. <laughs> And everybody needs to listen to the Dale Jr. download this wow. week to see what Dale TJ says has officially grown a set of balls and called out <laughs> Dale Jr. on the Door Bumper Clear podcast. This is an epic moment, Freddie. So it is epic. I'm proud of him, finally, after all these years. Um, we need to have Dale on the show. I'm going to say the same about you and Danny down the road here. I'm sure. <laughs> um, 
My What an Idiot, of course, you know, I'm kind of the short track guy on here. My What an Idiot goes to a guy named Andy Cusack, who is the owner of Beach Ridge Speedway up in Maine, who they had their final points race or whatever this weekend. And right as they're on the racetrack giving out the trophies to the champions. And right when before they do that, he announces, oh, by the way, I've sold the racetrack, and this is this is our last race here. Wow. Um, so, I mean, no warning, no nothing. The only racetrack, our only NASCAR track in Maine has now disappeared because this guy sold it to developers to build God knows what. But he does it as he's handing the trophy. So now you've just kicked all these champions straight into ding-ding, and they... <laughs> Do funny. The, you know, you, like, how are you supposed to enjoy a championship now, Not let alone that? I mean, this was a benchmark racetrack. Like, this is one of the greatest short tracks in the country. And this guy just, oh, hey, by the way, uh, thanks for coming tonight, guys. This is the last race you're ever going to come to here. That sucks. I mean, so uh, my one idiot goes to Andy Cusack. Uh, That was, you know, I hate to see any short track close, especially one as prestigious as Beach Ridge. Um, but you know, it's the, 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 not so much, listen, it's your deal. If you're, it's your racetrack, you want to sell it, sell it. But surely you could have found a better way to tell the, the people at your racetrack. Like maybe, maybe there's a, someone in the area that would have bought it and would have kept it open rather yeah. than develop the it, land. Yeah. It's just, and that's what happened. You know, we'll talk about something else here later, but you know, it's, it's, you know, that's just, it was, it's a, a terrible, we, a terrible look. The show's almost over. We don't have a lot I know. later. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Working myself up to it. I'm sure you know what the hell I'm going to talk about. Hey, heading to Bristol, I got to give this guy a shout out, Michael Waltrip. He opened a brewery in Bristol. He obviously already had one in Arizona. Um, His beer is good. I've had a couple of his beers. So when you're going to Bristol this weekend, stop in, help a guy out. Agreed. Time for DBC picks. Freddie, congratulations. Freddie. (laughs) F, hashtag FF. I was going to win this race, it was going to be 10 to 13. Going into a nice little run, and Kyle oh. Busch absolutely screwed me completely over. Tell us By how speeding. you really feel. He, he was going to have a three-second lead to win the race. You realize this happened to me last week, right? Yes. I was leading the race, and then oh, we're lying. We're lying. We've already come off pair road, and oh, post the 19. Are you kidding me? I think they saw my picks. They clearly did it for you. They saw the picks, like and they were like, nope. Yeah. I am so mad that I didn't even look at this week to prep for who I think I want, but because I've got to throw a Hail Mary now because Kyle Busch can't not speed. Tony Hirschman, you can't talk him into not speeding. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who is hands down the best race car driver in the field at Dover, and a lot translates over to this, Kyle Larson. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not going at Dover. <laughs> TJ, since you're in second, who you got? I'm going to take Kyle Bush since I hate him. Oh, you son of a. <laughs> yeah. I will take. At this point, the worst thing that can happen for me is TJ to win. Yeah. Because it should be 13 to 10. And if TJ wins, it just gives me a, one less week to have an opportunity to close that gap. So a couple more weeks of me not closing the gap, and I'm, I'm done. And I felt awesome going into last week. Me too. And that's why I won. Um,. Your guy got caught speeding on the first lap, or not speeding, no, or whatever he got black flag for. I will take Joey Logano. He's sleepy good at Richmond. I'll give that guy that. Yeah, I don't know about Bristol. Bristol. I don't yeah. know about Bristol. We are not going to Richmond. I don't know about Bristol. Well, before we close out the show, I did you and Logano ever win? At, sorry, just... Casey. Did you and Logano win at Bristol? Uh, yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, they should have won. Yeah, we were going to win before the Chase, nine. Chase Elliott loves you. Yeah. Right? 
until yeah. that, but you still mad at Chase Elliott about that or not? You got I'm fired. I'm more, more mad at Jason for that than anybody else. <laughs> that was a dramatic moment. That race was great. Had some action, some storylines. <laughs> what a damn Twitter. What Never a mind. great race that was. What Casey, you got, Casey? Casey, go ahead. I'm just going to give up hosting the show. Don't. Today, because well, this is a bad show. I mean, I'm sorry, it's almost over. <laughs> she knew it was going to be bad when they Kyle Rush's fault. Walk in with a frozen bottle. I mean, bottle did you ball. even? No comment. Are you not excited? We're, hey, before we cut, before we Uber. close this thing out, I've got something for you. I've got a, a driver of yours that that is wanting to run the Chili Bowl who texts me about some sponsorship stuff. So if you're on Twitter and you're interested in going to the Chili Bowl and being a sponsor of a guy that has made the A-Main in the past and that can be good and drive Chad Boat cars, I want you to send me a DM because I can cut you a deal. Or you can send me a DM. and You can't close I'm, I'm going to the Chili Bowl as long as it doesn't coincide with a test or something. So if you go to the Chili Bowl, you can see Well, on that note, I just have to give a shout-out to my husband because, you know, we won Friday night with Y'all Brent did. Cruz, Saturday night with Chris Windham, and Sunday night with Chris Windham. Shout-out to Dirt Vision, man. Like I, This was my first weekend really tuning in to Dirt Vision. That's an awesome product. Yeah, they, awesome. they, thank you to Brian for setting us up with some uh, logins. But, and I just have to say congratulations to Chris Wyndham and Brent Cruz because that was a solid weekend for CBN. Wyndham should have run three in a row. Okay. If he wasn't an idiot, should have run or well, run one. I'm drunk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, Chris did a great job last night. He did run three in a row. He did run three in a row. He did not win three in a row. One <laughs> round, same. Uh, but he did a great job last night. But uh, yeah, big money. It was like twenty grand to win. That's it probably the biggest. That's probably the biggest I, midget. I, 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 cut my, I cut my teeth la- in dirt racing, and it's just so cool to be able to watch all that dirt racing on it, dirt vision. It's it awesome. Was, yeah, they, their coverage of power racing is incredible. Well, before we leave. Two things I have quick. Uh, one, today is my mom's birthday. I know she listens. Happy so, birthday. Happy birthday to my mom, Kathy. I don't want her to thank you or be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, on a more somber note, uh, obviously lost somebody very important to me this week. Uh, Eddie Partridge uh, was Ryan Priest's car owner, uh, was the first guy to ever hire me to spot anything. Uh, I spotted for buddies at my local track, but he was the first one to ever give me a job spotting, and it just opened the door to to where I'm at today, honestly. A lot of modified guys. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's Doug Kobe had a great tweet, and he said, you know, from a modified standpoint, Eddie Partridge has a a guy that's driven his car in the Cup Series, driving, Ryan Priest, a guy that's crew chiefed his car in the modified series, a Cup crew chief, Mike Wheeler, and myself as a Cup spotter. Uh, just a testament to what Eddie built as a program and just, I mean, unbelievable guy. They won the race on Friday night, uh, and unfortunately he had a heart attack shortly after the race ended. Um, uh, just, you know, the, probably one of the best, most fun people. I mean, he gave me and Jimmy Blewett car blanche to do whatever we wanted, and there's there's no point in my life where I ever had more fun racing than then. Um, just unfortunate. Uh, thinking about his wife, Connie, his family, Tom Gatz, he he bought our home racetrack. Our the the I was talking about this with the Oxford thing. Uh, the people that owned our racetrack back home, this uh, development money was way more lucrative if they would have sold it to a developer. And Eddie wanted to make sure it stayed a racetrack, so he bought the racetrack to make sure it stayed open. And Riverhead uh, Raceway, Riverhead Raceway, yeah, my home track. Um, so hopefully that continues in his honor. Um, but just unbelievable guy and. Uh, Going to miss him a lot. I think the coolest thing about stories you and Priest were telling yesterday um, is how much he wanted to help people, how much he loved racing, and, and how brave he was as an entrepreneur. So, uh, man, hate to see him go, but look at look at what he's left behind. A lot of love 100%. for racing. A lot of love for racing. A lot of love for racing. Casey, speaking of racing, going to Bristol, 
I hope I hope a lot of you guys are coming to Bristol because I think this weekend is going to be jam packed with action. We got two races on Thursday: Arca and uh, truck, truck race, yeah. Xfinity Friday, and Cup Saturday. And there so. is just nothing like a night race at Bristol. There's nothing better than Bristol. Period. People ask me all the time, "What's your favorite racetrack?" I'm like, "My favorite race is the Daytona 500." My favorite place to go is Las Vegas. My favorite racetrack, hands down, is Bristol. I don't so, care if it's old Bristol, new Bristol. That is the environment that I love. We yeah. talked about it a little bit. What can fans expect as they watch this weekend? I mean, great racing. That's the same thing as Brett just said. You know, if anybody ever asks me, where do I, you know, I want to go to a cup race, where should I go? That's the first place I pick. Go to the Bristol night race. I mean, it's just action-packed. There's stuff going on. At, no matter what, if it's for the lead or for 20th, there's hard racing every lap, and, and 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 like we talked about, stuff happens fast. There's big wrecks, you know. Some people, that's what they're they're there for. So, uh, but, but hands down, this is the place. If anybody ever asks me where to go, this is the place I tell the them. The Xfinity race is my favorite because there's that disparity of fast cars and slow cars. You know what I mean? And and so it makes it wild. It makes it wild to spot TJ. You're not spotting Xfinity again this year, right? Yeah. Um, it's it it truly is my favorite race to spot all year outside of Daytona when it comes to the Xfinity Series because it's just nuts. You'll catch slow cars that are two and three wide, and you're seven, eight miles an hour faster than them, and you're trying to navigate it, and you're flipping spotters off, and you're screaming on the radio. <laughs> like, it's exciting, man. And, and if you go as a fan, if you don't have – listen, call in sick to work Thursday and Friday, leave Wednesday night, go to Bristol, stay in a tent because, God Almighty, you can't afford a freaking hotel room <laughs> around there. Not near the river. No. Nah. No, not don't stay near the river in case it rains. Uh, but man, it's just a great racetrack, and we don't have to cover it in dirt. We can actually enjoy it the way Bristol is supposed to be enjoyed. Yeah, it's good. It's a good race weekend as well. Just lots of racing. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Be sure to send an Uber for Brett and Freddie so they can actually leave this place. Hope okay, you all have a great week. Lunch. We're going to Burrito Loco. Holla. Have a great week. Word. Big Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come on, bud. Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.